0: Howdy, Mountain Bike Radio listeners. This is Ben, and this episode is one of the Duluth, Minnesota, North Shore specials. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just go back a few episodes. I just put the, uh, the first two out the other day. The first one was with Brad Nelson of Earth Rider Beer in Superior, Wisconsin, and the second was with Emily and Joel Vikra of Vikra Distillery in Duluth. So this is the third one. It is with Head Brewer over... At Canal Park Brewing Company. His name is Ryan Woodfill. And we just sit down, chat about what he, his background and what he does and uh, a little bit about the brewery. So if you have any questions, comments, whatever it is, Ben at mountainbikeradio.com. And if you just want to reference the main website, you can go to mountainbikeradio.com slash destinations or just check through the show links and you can find your information there. So enjoy this one and have a good day. I'm here with Ryan Woodfill. He's the head brewer over at Canal Park Brewing. Is it brewing or brewery? Canal Park, Canal brewery. Park
1: Brewing Company. Although right. the sign outside says Canal Park Brewery. So yeah,
0: so there's like two things going on, but it's a really cool. We are in, what do you call this room? Technically, Brew- this is the brewery. Yep. You're brewery. sitting in the brewery. So we're surrounded. I'll put a picture in the, uh, in the show notes too, but surrounded by all these tanks and all these machines and all this stuff. And as I was walking in, uh, it's right on the shore of Lake Superior. It's pretty fantastic. This is pretty cool, pretty cool location. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to talk about uh, Canal Park a little bit, see what's going on, uh, talk about brewing beer, because Ryan, he's been here uh, three years. he been said? here for three
1: years, yeah. Okay. Beginning of March was, was my three year anniversary.
0: Cool. Cool. So uh let's get into it. I wanna get a little bit of your background because somebody doesn't go from nothing to brewing to heading up brewing beer. So I yeah. wanna get some of your background and how you got to this point. So absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um you know, I I kinda of started out like a lot of people that kinda of get into craft brewing. Um really I started out home brewing. I think that's kind of the the, the one way that, that people really get into it. Yeah. Um like right when I turned twenty one, one of the first things I did was go buy a home brewing kit. I just, okay. I just like thought that was gonna be the coolest thing. Uh me and a college buddy started uh started uh brewing beer at our at our apartment and actually the funny thing is uh he's been brewing professionally for about as long as I have now too. Okay. So we both kinda went on to yeah, make something out of it i guess first did you make anything bags. decent when you first yeah. started <laughs> the first batch was so bad i think there was about an inch of yeast at like the bottom of the bottles oh. and we drank it and we thought it was like the best beer ever which yeah at, anytime you at, make yeah. something yourself it doesn't yeah. matter what's in it yeah, looking yeah. back it was probably really bad uh no but you know beer started getting better um you know started thinking maybe we got something going on here and, and you know this might be something worth, worth checking out. Uh, there was a brew pub. I was living in St. Cloud, Minnesota at the time. It was O'Hara's brew pub. Um, so I used to kind of go and bug the, bug the brewer there a little bit and kind of try to get a little sneak peek back in the brewery and stuff. And then, uh, and then, uh, just through uh, some series of events, I moved down South, uh, to new Orleans. Um, and there was a position opening up in a brewery in the French quarter a really cool old building it was called crescent city brew house it's still there the brew pub's been around since the early 90s okay um so yeah I, I pretty much just took some uh long hours and low pay for for a little bit there and <laughs> right. w- really just worked my way up the uh the owner of that uh german brewmaster named wolf kohler he's uh been in the, the industry forever he's been trained in germany and been been brewing in the u.s yeah. and stuff forever uh yeah he, he took me under his wing and, and pretty much taught me how to brew professionally and kind of worked up so i could take over for yeah. him you know that's not a popular thing
0: these days take lower pay more hours to get <laughs> yeah. the experience like it was yeah <laughs> I, I took a huge pay cut i was
1: doing uh project uh project management for like a cad uh our cabinet company you know, doing cad work and right. stuff like that And yeah. took a huge pay cut and it was just i don't know i was happy though something i wanted to do right exactly
0: yeah so then uh so you were down there for a few years and you headed yep.
1: up here where were you originally from uh down the twin cities oh yeah okay Yep. yep. So Twin Cities, you came you wanted to come back up here? Yep. Just kinda of waiting for the right opportunity. Um, you know, I, I got to a point where I knew I wanted to uh make a move. Um you know, just waited for the right opportunity. This job opening came up and uh yeah, just cards yep. You right. uh you married? I am, yeah. So, is she from? Is your wife from around <laughs> She's here? She's from uh, Houston, Texas. So, okay. it's <laughs> so, how'd you drag her up all the way up here? Because they have I seasons. I That's know. A big deal. I'm surprised she didn't kill me. Uh, she loves it up here, though. She loves it. Uh, just any, you know, this time of year too. It's spring's just right around the corner. Yeah. It's we're itching to get out and go camping and stuff. Yeah. It's just, it's gorgeous. It's it's nothing like Southern Louisiana.
0: <laughs> we were or, talking, listeners. We were talking before we started recording and how they did. Their camping down there is basically going to some
1: beach. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I think we went, uh, my birthday's in July, and we went camping for my birthday one year. It was just miserable. It was just like 100 degrees and super humid. It yeah. Just not like the camping up here. No. But, here, uh, yeah, the, the view here is, is quite a bit nicer than, you know, the French Quarter. hmm So.
0: And, well, depending on which wind and what ship comes in, right. the smell is probably not as... Uh,
1: it's a little different smell <laughs> yeah, than french quarter too absolutely yeah i yeah. mean that's i love i love it down there uh you know i just i think that uh duluth northern minnesota is just just a great place to live
0: yeah and like i said you can't beat that like no you're walking we're, up we're to right the door, on the door it's yep. right on the lake it's fantastic yep. so okay so you get here three years ago uh how, how long has canal park been around
1: Ah, uh, we Agreed. were founded in 2012, November okay. of 2012. So five yeah. years, five, okay. yeah, And that's five a local a family that owns it. You said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, the story is kind of cool with that too. Um, so uh, it's a local family that owns the company, uh, and they had purchased this. Uh, it's actually had a little bit of a kind of a in a uh, canal park icon. It was Duluth Spring Steel, is what was here before. Okay. So it was a company that made. They, I think, they made uh, springs for mattresses. What oh what really? yeah okay. uh so that business it had gone on a business or relocated or whatever so there was a an old uh basically warehouse building sitting here and uh just sat vacant so the family bought this this land and nobody would really touch this because there there's just really wasn't much mm-hmm. here you know i don't think anyone really could envision putting something like this here right on right. the lake right um so they just tore all that down. So this, this room we're in, this is, this is all brand new stuff as of 2012. Okay. Uh, so when they, when they tore it down, they had to do some, uh, uh, kind of soil samples and stuff. And they realized that there was all contaminated soil underneath uh, here. Gotcha. Um, this area, you know, it hasn't historically always been a tourist park, you right? Know. Um, it's very... Despite the really thing. nice view that, you know, that we got out there right now, it used to be junkyards and, and warehouses and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, dug down 15 feet below pretty much what we're standing, they had to replace all that. So just a lot of environmental wow. cleanup here. Yeah. yeah. What a mess. Yep. Um, but, yeah, the good thing with that is, you know, um, like I said, everything's brand new. They did a really good job designing the brewery. Uh, the whole building is, is pretty much you know designed to be really efficient so we're sitting on this end you know this is mm-hmm. where this is where it starts right here and just works its way down the chute down to the bar you know yeah
0: oh that's fantastic and there's a huge like i didn't realize i had never been in here before and i didn't realize how big it was like food like there's a huge room out. there. oh yeah food yeah absolutely
1: yeah big dining room uh You know, come summer, we probably double the size of the restaurant with our patio too. Oh, that's where everyone wants to be, you know. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. There's patio right on the lake. Yep. Yeah. Huh. So you got here with beer wise. I mean, you had, you had all this experience so far, you know, doing this in New Orleans and you come here. Did you just have an open book or did they have something? Did they have their ways already in place or did they say, Ryan, let's, let's see what you can do?
1: I I think a little bit of both. Um, you know, in New Orleans, uh, the the brewery I worked at, we were, um, you know, like I said, it was a uh, German brewmaster. He ran, he ran it, um, you know, with what beers he wanted. So it was, I had a little bit of, uh, you know, I just didn't really have a lot of room to, to, you know, be creative there right. we're brewing a lot of the same beers mostly german styles which are in themselves very strict mm-hmm. as far as what goes in them how okay. they're brewed, and things like that um you know still some of my favorite styles of beer but you know as far as uh branching out and really getting creative i didn't really have that freedom there uh so yeah here we um definitely i would say a lot of the beers and the brands were, were already established um we have an award-winning uh english brown ale that was already kind of our flagship beer okay uh our ipa stone surf ipa is really well known um so some of those beers yeah a lot of those have really stuck around uh, recipes you know haven't really changed much you know unless we're able to source something different you know um yeah. kind of always looking for locally sourced hops malt things like that if we can get it so um, when you
0: say locally sourced like minnesota is a big producer of a lot
1: of different grains yeah right? absolutely yep uh the majority of our grain we get from breeze malting uh, out of chilton wisconsin okay uh if it's not from them it's coming from uh down in shakopee Raw malting okay um both of them are really big malting companies they just they happen to be local okay and uh,
0: that's a big thing like just nationwide like we're big oh in yeah whole, absolutely up yep. in midwest right yeah right. brewer
1: supply group out of uh out of the twin cities i mean that's where i was getting my stuff from in new orleans you know okay oh Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah, big national companies for yeah. sure.
0: So you had you kinda kinda went with that. So as you're going along then, did you you know, you have your own thing? Like what I'm what I'm wondering is somebody that comes in as like the head brewer, like, you know, your responsibility, you know, to make sure everything's good, right? make sure that like, yeah, you're absolutely. Pretty- you know flexibility are you like the creative type yeah absolutely yeah that was kind of the the second part of that question you know even
1: though we do have you know some of these these brands that are established yeah that only makes up you know four to five of our beers and we typically have you know 10 beers on tap so so we do have a lot of rotating beers um i like to you know you know now that i do have the ability to have that you know creative freedom i like to brew things you know I don't know. I mean, beers that I'm, I'm gonna like for sure, but you know, <laughs> right. try to stay ahead of you know ahead of the game and brewing things that maybe aren't really um, commonly seen from breweries up here. Um, so, like, and,
0: what would be an example of something like that?
1: Uh, I mean, currently right now we have a uh, India Pale Lager that's on tap, so it's gonna be like the you know type of hopping that you'd get from an IPA. Uh, it's brewed with a lager yeast, so it's gonna have uh, a little bit more of that kind of like German lager kind Of flavor to it, mouthfeel, it's a little bit lighter, crisp, you know, kind of clean. Um, yeah, so I mean, we just we a lot of rotating beers, it's uh just something fun. Every time you come in here, you're going to find something different, okay. And do you do you have a certain time of year where you're
0: putting out you know maybe like one different one a week during the summer for a couple months, or you kind of just stagger them through the year?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you've been to Duluth in the summertime, you know, it's it's, pretty busy, yeah, it's very busy, Um, especially
0: this little area yeah here.
1: absolutely yeah it's most of our you know i would i would consider this a seasonal business i mean it's it's yeah. just it's crazy in the summer so yeah that time of year it's it's you know we we want to put on things on tap that are you know um appropriate for the season i guess yeah. i would say we do a lot of uh lighter beers we still put uh go pretty heavy on the hoppy beers that's that's always you know pretty with craft beer yeah ipas are are really popular um sure. Sours. People always ask for sour beers, um, which is you know doesn't really strike me as the most like yeah. refreshing type thing. Uh, yeah. Last summer we did a, a session kettle sour though that was really good. Just a slight tartness to it, kind of okay. almost like a almost like a like a wheat beer with a little bit of a refreshing tart flavor to Okay. It, so,
0: so I'm curious with that. I want to talk about beer, like the yeah. the session that one. You, what was it again? Session. It was one? a session sour. Session yeah. sour. So. Can you walk us through, because listen, this isn't something we always end up talking about. And this would be a first, I think, on Mountain Bike Radio, how beer was made. Um, oh, nice. Walk us through how, all right, so you're at your, whatever your desk is. And you're like, okay, <laughs> this, this is, is going to. My office yes, right this, here. <laughs> this right here. I'm looking at the sink thinking that's, you know, that's where you do. thinking. Um, like, where do you start with that? So how do you go, you're like, okay. You have the boss's approval, whoever, hey, I'm going to do this beer. Mm -hmm. What's the next step? Take us through, walk us through the entire step of making this beer. Yeah, I
1: mean, as far as, uh, you know, recipe development and all that stuff, We, you know, I'm kind of one of those brewers that likes to have everything laid out. I know I've got my ingredients here. I know, you know, exactly what's going in them. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, from there, uh, you saw that silo outside? Yep. Okay. So There's that, a big
0: silo outside the. Yeah, a big the, grain silo. So yeah. that's,
1: yeah, it, a lot of people mistake it. It looks like one of our fermentation tanks, but it's actually a uh, a working uh, grain silo. So that's majority of our malt that goes into it is, is just considered base malt. Okay. Uh, it's kind of like the bulk of, of what goes in. It's kind of like the, you know, just the, the meat that goes into it. And then from okay. there, we, depending on the recipe, we can add different specialty malts to, you know, alter the the flavor, color, okay. body, things like that. So, okay. We get all our malt ready, uh, and it actually gets milled in. Um, so we got this tank back here. Uh, that's called our mash mixer or our mash ton. Okay. So the first part of the brewing process is actually the mashing. So that's uh, it's basically just a process in which we are uh, soaking the grain
0: uh, okay.
1: in with warm water at different temperature rests. Uh, really, what that's going to do it's just going to take the uh, starches. That grain the barley is just chock full of starch reserves. Okay. It's going to convert those starches into fermentable sugars. So, starches are going to be too, too complex for our yeast to be able to, to process. Okay. So, it just kind of breaks them down into, into, uh, sugar molecules that the yeast can process. Um, so it, it kind of looks like a, like a thick slurry, almost like an oatmeal kind of consistency. Okay. Um, that's the mashing process. Now, on our system, um, I can actually go in on this on this touch screen that we have over here and and program the different temperature rests that we want, which is really nice. So the way the software works, it's it's really slick. Um, it's there's the, no guessing at all. No, not at all. Okay. Um, which is really nice for consistency. We're just right. batch to batch we're just hitting those temperatures, which is a really important part of the yep. the overall just flavors, mouthfeel. Okay. Just the overall product. So,
0: so, so. you can adjust the mouthfeel by the temperature at a yep. certain point in the that's how you
1: do it. Yeah, you can. I mean, there's different variables, but that's that's right, one of Right, that's them. one way. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, just really consistent batch to batch, which is really nice. Um, so after that process, we're left with a liquid called wort. It's W O R T. So we don't have beer yet. There's no alcohol. Uh so what the wort is is just that this basically just a sugar water. It's gonna be the same color as you know the finished beer. Mm-hmm. Um, so depending on what what batch we're making, um, it's gonna kind of just just look like that. So it's just basically all of our sugars that we just converted. Okay. Um. So we want to separate the grain from the wort. We're we're done with the grain. We don't need that. And obviously, you don't want you know big chunks yeah, of no, grain floating.
0: The yeah, rain. I'm good. It <laughs> so, would be drinking. It would be like drinking oatmeal. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, weird.
1: Uh. Yeah. So that's uh. The next vessel is basically just a big strainer. You can almost think of it like a colander. It's called Lauter tun. Okay. Uh, another German word, just means separation vessel. Um. So this this vessel's it's uh just got some plates on the bottom that are uh got some some slits in it and the grain stays, you know, on top, and all the liquid just strains mm-hmm. out of there. So we've got our wort. Um, now we want to boil it. We boil it uh, for a couple different reasons. Uh, caramelization, sanitation is key. Um, every, you know, the environment for this has just got to be pristine right. before we add our yeast in there.
0: And just to give added confidence to uh, listeners, it's pretty damn clean in here. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's actually most of my job is (laughs) just cleaning stuff. Yeah, Um, yeah. so then uh, we're also adding the hops in at this time. So uh, if you don't know or if anyone out there listening doesn't know, hops are uh, the flower of the cone that comes off of a a vining plant, the hop plant. Um, So they're going to give us uh, bitterness. They're going to give us hop flavor and aromas. Um, So, I mean, just... An easy go-to example of this, IPA. If you've ever had a India mm-hmm. Pale Ale, um, especially an American one, you're going to get a lot of that aggressive bitterness that kind of uh, balances out the sweetness of the malt. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, the later additions, if you put the um, – so we boil it for one hour. Okay. Um, at 60 minutes, typically, we'll put in an addition, and that's going to be our bitterness – uh, you get to the end, like maybe five minutes left or just right at the end of the end of the boil, you add your hops, you're just going to get that aroma. Okay. So it depends on the variety of hops, but you know, pretty common aromas and flavors you get are going to be citrusy. Uh, you know, grapefruit's a big one. People get a lot of that grapefruit on some of these American hops. Okay. Um, even getting into some of the newer hops, New Zealand hops and newer American hops, kind of like fruity melon flavors and aromas. Huh. So how many, how many varieties of hops do you deal with? Are we talking like
0: 100 or are we talking like 20? Uh,
1: for me personally, I like to use, there's a lot of varieties that I like to kind of have that are just kind of like, you know, multi-purpose ones. Uh, certain beers, I mean, our, our IPA has has five different varieties that just goes in that one beer. Um, I would say in-house, we probably carry about 20 different varieties. Uh, if we got some one-off batches that we want to test out some other ones, we just order what we need for the recipe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah, so that's that's the boil and then after that obviously we got to get it cooled down. Uh all the work then goes through a heat exchanger which cools it down rapidly. Uh goes into one of our fermentation tanks or holding tanks over here and uh starts fermenting. We actually add our yeast. Um we've got a batch going right now I brewed yesterday that's kind of bubbling away. So the yeast is just going to eat that all that sugar and it causes uh kind of a chemical reaction giving you alcohol and carbon dioxide CO2. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, let it go for a couple of weeks and uh, filter it and put it on tap. So with the the sour stuff, mm-hmm. what is the difference? Okay, your, so that your, was a, your, yeah, that was a kettle sour beer. So yeah,
0: so how do you do what's kettle sour beer? Okay,
1: like? so sour beers are, are typically made just like the process that I just described. However, after they're after they're brewed, there'll be a uh, a wild yeast or bacteria that's actually added to the beers uh, that's going to create uh typically like lactic acid giving it kind of a sour flavor mm-hmm. uh, which can be desirable in those styles uh now for us that's a really aggressive type of yeast and it can actually you know get into other batches and infect stuff you don't want <laughs> okay sour beer yeah. so a really safe way of doing it is um at least you know for us here is doing a kettle sour which is we would actually add that culture to the boil and oh, hold it okay. for yeah it holds at a certain temperature uh for you know roughly 24 hours until you reach your desired acidity level mm-hmm. and then we boil it and that boil just kills kills all that bacteria off uh so, so that's kind of a unique one yeah and that
0: you can do all through a touch like you'll know the exact percentage of acidity and all that kind of stuff right yeah through yep. your touch screen no system. that is actually uh testing it yeah it, we'll test it.
1: ph ph meter gotcha. we'll test it yep
0: so I think what we're going to do, I think we're, after we're we're going to do a short video
1: after we do this. Okay, so you can cool. walk us through and like, yeah, talk about it'd, it'd tanks probably be pretty cool for people to see the, the yeah. different, uh, tanks yeah. that we're talking about too. That's
0: awesome. Okay. So I want a reason to, for people to come in, in here when they're done riding their bikes. So what do you, like currently, what do you, if they're around town the next couple of weeks or whatever, for whatever you can't actually, <laughs> the, <laughs> the next couple of weeks is pretty bad actually around here, but, uh, just cause it's melting. I don't know. It feels
1: pretty warm. It's getting up in the 40s. Yeah, it's it's like been a long time since yeah, we felt that kind of weather. I know. It's, it,
0: living up here is, uh, we were talking about seasons before. It's like the spring is that much more awesome. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's unbelievable yeah. how nice it is. Um, anyhow, so if people get done riding their bike and they're come on over, what what can they usually expect? So you said right now you have 10 beers on tap? Yeah, we got 10 beers
1: on tap is that is that right pretty now. pretty normal? Yeah, it's pretty normal. That's that's maxed out for us, 10 beers, Um, you know. Which is pretty good for everything that we make in house. So I, I mean I I would say just a lot of variety to be honest with you. Okay. I mean, with the ten beers that we're brewing, I feel like each one sort of has its own purpose, you mm-hmm. know, on tap. Um yeah. I mean if you're into craft beer, going to a lot of breweries, I think you're gonna find something you like for yeah. sure.
0: Plenty of food, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Full yeah. Full menu. Yep, full menu, full bar too. Uh I've got a couple ciders on tap too, if that's your thing. Um Yeah, I mean, I think really what we do best is just you know just creating good experiences here if you come in you know you're going to have really good service you're going to get good beer good food and just really have a good time i feel like
0: yeah and if you're here in the summer make sure to get here early so you can get it out in the patio yeah yeah, yeah.
1: I, I mean we do yeah get a, get a spot on the patio that's what you're going to want to do for sure
0: cool well thank you Ryan i think that Absolutely. Uh, i think that does it yeah and thanks uh, for coming out yeah listeners if you have any questions or whatever just check the show notes and we'll i'll have everything there uh, but
1: that's it so we're going to do a video now Sounds good. Cool. Thanks.